Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make empowering, soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Welcome to today's episode. Today we're joined by a lovely guest. Jackie. Jackie is mum of three young kids, a four-year-old girl, almost five actually, right Jackie? (laughs) Yep, correct. A three-year-old boy and a two-year-old business, live, love (laughs) and birth. So they are all sorts of wild and crazy, but caring, empathetic, the next minute. So Jackie is a FIFO wife and lover of animals, nature, food, wine, and coffee. Of course. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) person. (laughs) She's here reminding women about their power in birth and what lights their fire, and that's what lights the fire in her belly. The fire started with the birth of her first baby, which was her breechling, the reason why she started doing what she does now. A birth worker and independent childbirth educator. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks very much. Good to be here. (laughs) Yay. Did you have anything to add to what I've said or...? No, that, I mean, that pretty much sums, sums it up in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Well, we're really excited to have you here and talk about reach birth. So something that is a variation of normal in birth, but also something that we don't, a lot of people don't really consider normal because there's not many people that are actually going for a breach vaginal birth and thinking, yeah, that's right. um, you know, that that is achievable. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, it can seem quite scary as well when you are pregnant with a breach. So it's good to talk about it. And, you know, you have got different options. Yeah. You may not think that you do, but you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. No, this is this is going to be so wonderful for people who ha- are possibly going through this or maybe going through this in the future, because I think this information really needs to get out there. So people yeah. are aware that, that, yeah, you can actually birth um, breach mm-hmm. vaginally and mm-hmm. it's totally normal and mm-hmm. yeah it's not it's not scary and it's not um it's not abnormal no so, yeah, do you want to start just by sharing your story yeah. With yeah absolutely um so she was my first pregnancy I've been lucky enough to have two pregnancies and two babies and um you know with the the people that I was surrounded by, everyone was going through the private hospital system and I just, you know, we had maternity on our private health. So I thought that was the best way to go. Found ourselves an obstetrician. Everything was going really well. I just didn't, you know, I didn't know any better. I didn't know that there was different options out there for birthing. I thought once you had maternity cover, that was, you know, you were going to be getting the best the best care so I went down that road and I was so excited about my pregnancy was feeling really good did hypnobirthing and like I knew I felt really confident in everything and um yeah things were going really well and then I got to you know 30 week checkup and you know they mentioned that baby was breached but nothing to worry about because it was only 30 weeks Mm. so you know I started investigating and talking to my hypnobirthing practitioner about it Um, I was also going to positive birth group meetings so you know I had that environment around me as well to voice about breach and so I was doing 
all the things to try and get her to turn or encourage. I didn't know it was a girl, but encourage her to go head down. So like everything from acupuncture to Cairo to, you know, inversions, like the amount of times my husband would come home and I'd be upside down somewhere. And then <laughs> so, like, I, was, I was actively doing everything I possibly could to try and get her to turn and every subsequent obstetrician meeting she was still head down so I mean sorry bum down so she was frank breach which is literally the bum is down and she was kissing her shins so her her legs were straight up yeah um fully flexible like her fully flexible in half yeah absolutely um so everything was still okay there was no stress about it or she was just the obstetrician was just encouraging me to keep doing what I was doing and she knew my birth preferences were to have a completely natural birth um I wanted a physiological birth and as far as I was aware she was all for it and the closer it got to 36 weeks it was more talk about you know booking in for a cesarean I was like well that not what I want she's like well that's the only option we have for breach like it's it's too risky risk 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 scare 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 Mm. and I you know I was leaving every appointment in tears just it wasn't resonating with me I just didn't it's not something I wanted I wanted to at least try and I wasn't being given that option I was I was 100% open to having a cesarean if things weren't working you know but I didn't want to book in for a cesarean per se Um, so I was, you know, talking to everybody around me and getting, you know, so many different stories, um, you know, people saying just book in for cesarean, at least it won't be an emergency and it won't be as traumatic. And, you know, I got that, but I was still, I still wanted to try. So. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Can I, can I just quickly just jump in? Because why is it so risky? Why do they say it's such a risk? Like what is the issue with breech birth? Because I'm curious yeah. and I'm well, sure you've been told. Well, that's at the beginning when I hadn't actually done any sort of research into mm. it, it was always the head entrapment was the main concern. Okay. Um, so, she, you know, she was scaring the frigging pants off me mm. for a first time. Mom, she's like, you know, if you have birth, your baby breached, the chances of her he- the baby's head being stuck once the body is out is really high and then, you know, the cord is going to be compressed and it's just too risky. And I was like, oh, my God, like that's more That's terrifying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. I was like, oh, okay. All right. And I was like, well, okay, let's book in for cesarean, but I don't want to book in until 41 weeks to give my body all the chance like Mm -hmm. to try and turn this baby yeah and you know that was agreed upon but then I did start asking about you know the evidence behind it through my positive birth groups that I was going and also the hypnobirthing and you know I was given the term breach trial which was published in 2000 and why everything changed from when that was published you know like in Australia they used to have obstetricians used before the term breach trial about 75 percent of obstetricians used to offer vaginal breach births Mm. and once this trial came out literally two years after the trial it was only 20 percent of obstetricians started offering vaginal births so it made a massive impact um but I started reading it and I started asking the questions and there were so many flaws in that trial that it really should have been maybe not scrubbed, but it should have been really 
rethought and it was the first really big trial that had been done about breach. So they only had 2,000 women, like 2,088 women in the trial and most of them were asked if they wanted to go through the trial while they were in active labour. So it was like, okay, you've got an option. If we flip the coin, you can either try for a vaginal breach or a cesarean to see what the better outcome is. So there was just a lot of grey area. And then there was another trial in 2006, which is called the Premotor trial, and that had 8,000 women in it. And all of the research in that trial had found that it's just as safe as an elective cesarean if attended to by, like, a confident breach attendant, so like a midwife or a doctor, but as long as they were confident in breach births. Mm. So I was like, well, I want to just try. So I spoke to my obstetrician and she was like, well, I won't offer that. I was like, well, Mm. I want someone who will. So, you know, at this stage I was 38 weeks and she was like, okay, well, you know, King Eddie's, there's a couple of doctors there that are confident with breach. I was like, well, can you, you know, give me their details? I want to, I'm going there. If you won't facilitate me at least trying, then I'll go there. Yeah, and, good for you. And you yeah. know what? There's so many women that would just be like, oh, they're not offering it. So I just, I guess I just can't do it because they just commit to this same person and they yeah. don't get the hassle of changing and finding yeah. someone new. So that's and, a you know, big deal. And the money as well. Like, you know, you obstetricians yeah. are freaking expensive. Like I'm paying all this H, like I was with HBF, paying all this maternity care cover and then I was still out of pocket so bloody much. Mm, <laughs> so I was yeah. like, well, to me, in my mind, I was like, Okay, at the end of the day, yes, I've paid her the money, but this, my birth, this is going to stay with me forever. Yes. I'm always going to have this memory of the birth, whether it's going to be a traumatic or a positive event. And I wanted to make sure that I had, like, it was in my power to make that decision. I didn't want someone else to make it for me. So, um, yeah, changed I was meant to go to King Eddie's to meet with the other obstetrician who was going to let me, (laughs) in, you know, inverted commas, (laughs) let me try for a vaginal breach. So I was like, all right, sweet, I'm happy with that. At least I can go through that process. And I was like 38 and 6 by this stage. I'd even tried, you know, the ECVs, which is the the manual when they try and manually turn babies. So that's external cephalic version. And she was like, she was just not having a bar of it. She was like, nope, I'm staying in this position and that's that's the end. <laughs> yeah, that was that the way that she'd always planned to be birthed for her yeah. and for you and that was just yeah. the way it was going to be. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. She My first lesson, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 38 and 6, that was planned to go and um, 39 weeks I woke up, I was meant to go and just see my obstetrician again just for the final handover, I suppose. And I'd, you know, I'd woken up and I was getting crampy bits here and there, nothing dramatic. I was just like, oh, I felt like period pain, took the dog for a walk. It was Everything was fine. was weeing all morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, you know, I just didn't think anything of it because it was really like nothing to really think about I just got on with my day went to Subiaco chatted to the obstetrician told her that I was having these sorts of feelings and she just double checked that baby was still breached yep still breached that well look this could be early labor or it might just be your body getting ready so you know just 
keep doing what you're doing, but your appointment with blah, blah, blah is at this time. I was like, okay, sweet. So that was all done and went home. I was meant to have my eyebrows done, but cancelled that because I was getting a bit crampy and a bit tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband does FIFO, so he was on site. And I didn't want to call him home just in case it was nothing and it would fizzle out. And then I think my mum came over and I was just laying in bed having a rest and having a chat and then having a rest. And it took my mum to tell me that I was, you know, stop talking to breathe through, you know, these surges, contractions, whatever you like to call them. I was like, it's still just period pain. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, breathing through these every four minutes. And it's been like that for the last half an hour. You should probably call Aiden. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it was just not what you see in the movies. It was not like the crazy gush of water and the, the stress and the, it was just, it was just what it was. It didn't feel intense. It didn't feel scary. I think scary, I, I just, yeah. yeah. it was just what it was. And I was like, radio. So I called my husband. I was like, look, I'm pretty sure this is it. Maybe get your ass home <laughs> <laughs> and just got on with it. And I called my, uh, my first obst- obstetrician to say, look, I am in labor. I haven't even got to the, meet the other guy that was meant to be you know letting me try so she just said well just go in and they'll they'll meet you there so I decided to stay home for a little bit longer and then we went went in I think it was like oh five o'clock in the afternoon um went in things were ramping up my end um I wanted to walk into King Eddie's I don't didn't want to be wheeled up there like I was sick because I wasn't so I just walked up and had to lean against the the wall quite often walking up towards the King Eddie's maternal maternity ward and once I got there my sister I don't even know what to call it I always call it checked me in but it's not a hotel (laughs) (laughs) told them that I was there and then my my waters released. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And they're like, oh, so that's who's in labour. Oh, right, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I went in and every time my waters released, it was like really dark and I didn't know whether it was blood or what it was, but when the, the new obstetrician came in, she was like, oh, that's meconium. And, you know, initially from what I'd learnt, automatically I thought meconium was scary. You know, meconium means baby's stress, doesn't it? She's like, I don't know, baby's breach. You know, her bum's right there. So every time you have a surge, she's getting squeezed and her poo's getting squeezed out pretty much. So it's nothing to worry about in breach because they're so, they are literally just getting squeezed and their bum's just there. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. So she was pooing pretty much my whole labour, (laughs) which was lovely. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so she, they checked. I consented to a vaginal exam and they're like, oh, you're only four centimetres. You can go home if you want or you can stay. But I just had this inundate feeling that things were going to happen quickly once I was comfortable. Mm. I was like, no, no, I'm going to stay. And then I was having a, like, I was just, I was moving a lot. I was swaying. I was in my zone. My sister was behind me while waiting for my partner. 
so she was doing all this you know soft touch massage and squeezing my hips when I was having surges and then the obstetrician came in she had to do the old you know this is a risk 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 while I'm in you know it was starting to get every minute or so and um she's like we like to give you some Cinto to speed things along just in case because breach or and then we we do like to have you on the bed with an epidural so you know we can make sure that everything <gasps> because is, risk 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 yeah and... exactly yeah um we want her to you know because I was opting for oral vitamin k and they're like no we want the sh- we want to give the shot and just like barking all this stuff at me while I'm trying to get through surges and it was just as well you know I had my part of my birth team with me who knew what I re- what my preferences were so they were like, no, she doesn't want to be induced, don't want to be augmented, don't. she wants all natural, um, active, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I need to hear it from her. Like, oh, God. So I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want any of that. I'm okay with changing my mind about the vitamin K, but all the, all the rest is no go. Yeah. And then finally she's like, look, things are getting pretty intense. Would you mind if I did a quick check, like checked your um, cervix again? I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, do it. <laughs> Just leave me alone. And they checked and I was already eight centimetres. So that was within like an hour. So like, oh, yeah, so you don't really need the Cinto, do you? I was like, "Ah, no, just leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, stop asking me questions. Yeah, just out of my my zone. Exactly, yeah. So I just kept doing what I was doing. Had the most beautiful midwife there and she was – she was really supportive. She was young. She was just letting me do what I needed to do. I got in the shower. My my husband, he arrived at 8.30. So he was there. It was just, it was really beautiful. And I, I didn't, not once did I feel scared. Like even after having all this scary information given to me by the obstetricians, I still, I felt confident and didn't even occur to me that there was something, you know, abnormal about my birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was getting through the surges really well. My legs started getting tired, so I decided to lay on the bed on my left side because the water didn't help. And the actual shower, like, really hurt for some reason, considering I'm such a water baby. I was just like, oh, my God, get me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I lay on my left side, and I don't think it took long before I had, you know, that, that beautiful uh, urge to push just really took my breath away because I hadn't expected it Mm. and um it just like you know reverse vomiting you just can't stop it right yeah (laughs) so I was like trying to midwife's like you need to try and breathe through it I was like good luck with that I was trying to breathe through it and it wasn't working and the midwives had to have a a changeover so we had this other lovely not so lovely lady coming through and she was just sitting there and she's like need to breathe through it or you're going to end up going for a cesarean and just being like awful so my husband told her to leave and get someone else good on him (laughs) which he did really um really quietly so I didn't even notice that he did that so I'm really grateful he he did it like that um and we ended up having the other midwife that was with us previously and I think it's what felt like two hours I'm sure it was only about half an hour but you know they're like okay well look you you clearly they're back-to-back surges you can't you're not being able to breathe through it would you mind if I do a quick check 
I was like, yeah, go for it. And I remember her face because I was still on my side and I was like, I'm not moving from my side because this is comfortable. I'm not getting, I'm not rolling onto my back. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 that's cool. And she did a check and I can re- I remember seeing her face like, oh, um, <laughs> um, there's a there's a bum there. I need you to stop pushing until the obstetrician gets back because obviously she went home to have a nap. <laughs> wow. And I was like, okay, well, I'm getting up on all fours. And she's like, oh, can you please don't do that. I was like, I'm getting up on all fours. I, this, it's happening. Like, good luck trying to keep me on the bed. Like, can you stop pushing? No, it's oh my God. impossible <laughs> to stop pushing right now. My oh, body's so doing funny. this. Like, yeah. I have zero control over it. Yeah, exactly. Wait for the obstetrician. Like, are yes. you kidding me? Like, why? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, it's just. But yeah, so I got up on all four and, you know, she, this the midwife, she was she was still really beautiful, but she was getting, I could sense that she was getting a bit panicky because obviously the obstetrician wasn't there and, you know, she may never have seen a breach vaginal yeah. birth, which is quite likely. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was on all fours and it didn't take long for the OB to come in and I was trying to breathe through it, but it wasn't, you know, working. Um, and then... Once I was given, you know, yeah, you can go for it. It was just, it was a really nice relief because my body was doing what it was doing, but I wasn't trying to hold back. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just, you know, bared down when my body needed to and I could feel it didn't, it wasn't painful. It was like there was, I could feel some stretching, but it wasn't like people always told me about this whole ring of fire, it's going to burn, burn, burn. But it didn't feel like that to me. And it was just getting towards, you know, the end where I remember it was started being more the, you know, the push, push, push. So the purple pushing rather than me doing what when I was ready to and a bit more tugging. Mm-hmm. And then it, it wasn't long before, you know, she was she was born. I remember distinctly because my husband didn't want to be down the business end. But at one point the obstetrician said, do you want to have a look what you're having? Because obviously the bum was right there. That's the first <laughs> thing you're going to see. <laughs> so he was like, oh, okay, yeah. And um, he had a look and he could see Mary's vagina or vulva, as you'd like to say. So it was like a vulva <laughs> in, a, in a vulva. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um so he came up my end and told me what we were having and that was the first time I made any real noise. I was quiet through my labour, very quiet. I don't know why. That's just how it happened. But I squealed like a – because I really wanted a girl. I was happy with whatever I had, but I really wanted a girl. So to find out that we were having a girl, I I squealed and then I was like, okay, now back in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, she was born and it was a beautiful, beautiful birth. Like I didn't have any grazing. I didn't have a tear. She she came out a little bit shocked, but I believe that was because there was way too much pulling and tugging with breach. It should be, now that I know better, mm. um, it should be hands off. You know, the they should come out with the weight of their bodies. Yeah. You know, the the more you tug, the more inclined their heads are to extend up, which is when, you know, things can get a bit difficult to birth the head when their their chin is pointing upwards, flexed, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so um 
she had to have a little bit of help breathing, but she was really, really healthy. Her APGAR scores were pretty high afterwards. They did have her in NICU for a day, which I, I still believe to this day, had they just allowed me to hold her and have her skin to skin with the cord attached and they could have, you know, potentially worked on her on me, that wouldn't be the case. But this is my my opinions now that I know differently. Mm. Yeah, and she was born 1232 or, yes, 1232. So it was quite a quick birth. It was completely natural birth. There was no interference and I'm so grateful that I actually made like an informed decision and research before just saying yes without question because I would have ended up with a completely different birth had I not done that. Yeah. Yeah. So she came out and, you know, she was she was not big, 2.9 kilos. I don't even know what that is in pound. But, yeah, she was perfect. And she just came out with her bum first. So she was like folded up like a camping chair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, she still does her things her way now, five years later. <laughs> definitely the way she came out is the way she has been since. She's always, it's her way. Yeah. 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 I love that. Wow. Mm. What a beautiful story. Yeah, so, you know, very, very positive birth compared to what I was expecting. And, yeah, I've learned so much from it. And, you know, from having that birth, it really did, as I said, it lit the fire in my belly to to voice, give women a voice again in birth because, Mm. you know, it felt so concrete to me when I was going through it. I felt like that was, I didn't have a choice. And I was like, well, we do. We've got so much more of a choice than we think we do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you can really understand why women would just do Mm -hmm. what the obstetrician says or or whoever um, because it feels very scary when they're telling you all those things, as you were saying before, about the dangers and the risks. um, Yeah, absolutely. Where it's not actually giving you a full picture. It's just telling you those things that might happen but it's not telling mm-hmm. what also could happen that could be quite amazing yeah exactly um, yeah. yeah so it kind it's, of it's really like swaying your opinion and, and um yeah. choice in a way that suits them because yeah easier for them most likely to just do a c-section because they can well, plan it in and they, they they know it better it's it's um exactly it's what they and you know at, at the my last meeting with my original obstetrician you know she did say she's like I'm not willing to do it because I've never done it before Mm. so you're not willing to learn a new a new skill because you're not comfortable with it Mm. wouldn't isn't that something as a professional you want to keep learning new things that you can offer to your your clients wouldn't that be something that you would want to do but you know so it wasn't it wasn't for my my whatever it is like it wasn't – it was for her own well-being, her own choice, yeah, exactly. rather than for what was best for me. It was only because she didn't know how. Yeah, and then yeah. it's becoming such a lost art because yeah. nobody's willing to learn. It's, you know, it's just these certain people who will do it, but, you know, eventually yeah. is that going to stop? Like are these people going to stop? Is nobody going to, like, 
offer you know, or invite for it. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's quite scary to think actually, isn't it, that it may, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. the more, I think, the more people talk about breach and the more we learn, the better off it's going to be because it is, as you said at the beginning, it is just a variation of normal. Mm. You know, it's, it's not, can, when you do look at the different trials and if anyone has got breech babies and listening to this podcast, honestly have a look at the pre-motor trial because that's the one that you need to go, base your opinions on. The, the term breech trial, which is the one that literally cemented everyone stopping vaginal birth, it, should, it shouldn't be even on the books anymore. Yeah, maybe there was an ulterior motive to that. Maybe mm. they wanted, they got what they wanted from doing yeah. that. Because often when they do trials like these, there is a bias. So yeah. it'd be interesting to know who, yeah, was yeah. behind it and who wanted to do it. And like you said, if they're in active labor, I mean, mm-hmm. geez, you're already exactly. kind of full on. And if someone's yeah. scaring you, then your body's yeah. going into like that fear response and things aren't exactly. going to move along. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure, I think that with an obstetrician, they've got an incredible job and they are mm-hmm. so knowledgeable but when you do go with an obstetrician your your birth is more likely to be managed so yeah. well because course, they're risk, they yeah. are risk-based they they're are. surgeon at the end of the day you yeah, know they're they amazing are. surgeons mm-hmm. but they are surgeons so they're not you know midwives are with women they are physio they are trained in physiological birth yeah obstetricians unfortunately are are surgeons who are based work because of risk so yep. if you need someone, if you're high risk, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, amazing. Like you definitely would need to have an obstetrician because that's their jobs. But if you're just yeah. a normal pregnant person, yeah, you, know, you don't really need a surgeon for you unless that's your option, unless that's what you want, then, yeah, go for it. You know, yeah, you... I love that. Yeah, it's but... true. It's true. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Your third baby, your business. Tell us about what you do there. Like how how you support women. (laughs) So I'm a, um, after my second birth, because I wanted to get straight into doing birth work after my daughter was born, but I got pregnant quite quickly with my second. So I was like, right, maybe I should just, you know, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, yeah, I did my birth doula training with Vicky Hobbs. So I'm a birth doula, um, postpartum doula as well, because I think we all forget how important the postpartum mm. period is. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am a hypnobirthing Australia practitioner now, and I, also, I just do like little bits and pieces on the side to like creative sort of bits and pieces and start making my own affirmation cards for birth affirmations and, mm. you know, teething necklace, just little bits and pieces here and there that I enjoy doing. But, yeah, it's predominantly at the moment I'm focusing more on hypnobirthing just because I found with FIFO and two young kids and birth work, um, I'm putting so much emotional effort into the the families I work with because I do, I, I go on their journey with them that my kids at the moment are screaming for my attention. So... <laughs> I'm yeah. like, right, I need to start slowing down on something until they're a little bit older that it's easier for them to understand because right now they're just like mum's when she's home, she's not emotionally home because I'm constantly emotionally with other families. Mm. So I'm focusing a little bit more on the hypnobirthing side of things. I'm doing group classes at the moment and I said 
I've got a couple more births for the rest of this year. So as of next year, I'm going to be any, like I'll, I would never say no to a family if they organically found me and they came to me and said, Look, we really want you as our birth doula. I would never say no, but I'm not actively going to be advertising on Facebook and spending time being seen in social media anymore because I'm feeling I'm, yeah, I'm taking a lot of that time with my phone rather than with my kids. Mm. Yeah, the juggle is definitely yeah. real for sure. Yeah. So have and you actually, yeah. have you attended some breach births? No, well I've I've supported two breach mamas and Aww. one of them baby turned so she had a beautiful vaginal birth and then uh. the second mama I um, supported through her journey her first was a cesarean due to breach and her second she was hoping for a, a breach a vaginal breach birth after cesarean so she did a lot of work and she had all the information we, you know, I even, she ended up going for coffee with another lady that I knew who had a vaginal breach after cesarean. So she had, you know, she had all this amazing information and on the day of her labor, she still was undecided what she wanted to do. <laughs> so it was her, her real choice was always that she wanted her baby to choose its own birthday. Mm. So she didn't want to be scheduled in for a you know elective cesarean when it really isn't an elective when it comes down to that. It's more of a, a bullied cesarean because it wasn't what she wanted, but it was scary. Um, so she did. She went into labor herself and I ended up, she called me a little bit later. So I got to the hospital and she was already like 10 centimeters and she ended up asking them for an elective then and there. So she had a an, another belly birth and she was really happy with that. And yeah. she was happy that she got to labour so fast. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she had a beautiful birth, a few issues after the fact, but the birth itself she was really happy with. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess I just want to ask you then, is there anything, like if there's someone listening who has got, who has currently got a breech barb and they're thinking about potentially having a vaginal breech birth, mm-hmm. what advice would you give them? Go to King Eddie's because that's the only place that will allow, again, in <laughs> King Eddie's is the only place in Perth that will facilitate for breech births. Yep. And just be informed. Honestly, don't just say yes to people, other people's opinions. Make your own choices about your birth because it is your birth at the end of the day. Um, be informed about it. You know, go onto. There's a couple of really good Facebook groups that have all this information and they're really supportive about whatever choice you end up making, but it's good to have the information. So if you go, there's a one called breach birth Australia and New Zealand. And then there's another called Perth breach birth support, both Facebook groups. They're really, really good, but just be informed about it. It is just a variation of normal. It honestly, in comparison to my two births, my second baby, he was head down. Again, he was breached most of the pregnancy, <laughs> but okay. eventually he became a head down baby. The labors were very similar and the birth itself, I found 
with head down was a little bit more intense with the pushing phase because of you know the hard hard head against your perineum rather than a soft bottom so I think that's why I didn't get that burning with Mary um but yeah just also there's a there's a a movement I suppose happening called breach without borders and they're online so if you jump online and go breach without borders they've got courses that parents doulas midwives people who are just interested in it can do so there's like a it's called breach 101 course and it's literally gives you all the information that you need about breach and how to make an informed choice about how you want to birth your breach baby it's 120 bucks i think so it's not that much in the grand scheme of things if if you really want to be informed and know that you're making the right choice for your baby and your body that's a really, really good way to do it. Breach 101 course with Breach Without Borders. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Because mm. they, yeah. they're going around the world reteaching Breach, this, um, this group, Breach Without Borders. So they are, that is their main objective is to try and reteach Breach. So they've been, yeah, amazing, amazing people to follow. I've been following them for a while now. And, I've, you know, they've got just on... Um, YouTube as well, they've got a couple of really cool videos of how breach, you know, there's a couple of different variations of getting breach babies earthside and if you had to intervene with being a bit more hands-on and things like that. So, it's yeah, it's a really good good one to go through. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. Thanks for sharing mm. that, Jackie. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day it's like, okay, your baby's breech. That is okay. Your yeah. body's not doing anything wrong. Your baby's not doing anything wrong. We yeah. need to, yeah, change the story around it. Yeah, um, absolutely. For sure. And I really love that you shared your story and those mm. resources. And they're passionate about this too. Yeah, I love for birth sure. geeks. <laughs> yeah. Such a birth geek. <laughs> yeah. um, well, before we go, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Do you have Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've got um, I've got my website is www.liveloveandbirth, so it's the word and dot com dot au, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook is Live Love and Birth. So again, with the actual and, <laughs> yeah, and then Instagram as well. So Live Love and Birth on Instagram, and I share quite often a few bits and pieces. Um, my my birth video of my second baby is up on both of those as well, just to normalize birth. And it like, it doesn't have to be birth doesn't have to be scary. It's not what it's like in the movies, you know? Like, so I've got my birth video there of Malachi and yeah, it's just, you know, reach out if anyone's ever got questions about breach. Cause it's definitely something that, you know, my, my ultimate goal maybe not next year, but once my kids are older, (laughs) I really, really want to, you know, get these breach without border guys into Perth and get the obstetricians and midwives and doctors and the hospital systems on board with going to attend one of these courses. Because, you know, if we can, again, normalise it and get people doing breach births again, because if you've got people who are, trained in breach then it is just as normal as a head down birth Mm. but obviously if you've got midwives or doctors who aren't comfortable with breach that's when things do go a little bit (laughs) peri 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's yeah. I love that. That's your goal. It's so needed. So thank you. Thank you <laughs> for doing yeah. that for for everybody who yeah, yeah <laughs> who needs it. Yeah, um, that's it. And it, yeah, as I said, like I felt so alone when I had my breach. Um, but there's so many women who have breech babies and you know there is a lot of women who are having breech vaginal births now it's just a matter of knowing where to look and I didn't know (laughs) yeah yeah oh well thank you so so much for sharing all of that that has been so wonderful not only to hear your story but just all the resources and all the knowledge and advice that you have given us so Mm, we really appreciate it yeah it's really good to be able to chat to you guys and get it out there that it's normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that as much as I did. I was absolutely <laughs> debated by that story. I like. I mean, I love a birth story, but you know, a yeah. story. So so cool. Um. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. You. Yeah. yeah. You guys enjoy. I think it's sunny today, isn't it? Again. Yes. Yes. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All thank right. you so much guys you guys are, i love i love listening to your blog i always recommend women listen to it and families really. oh thank you so much yeah. blog or <laughs> podcast sorry even yeah 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 all right, all right. thank well, you bye I'll talk to you guys later bye bye listening to the hey mama podcast if you're enjoying the show please share it with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes we hope you're having a beautiful day mama